Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. everybody. Good morning. Uh, We're wishing that we were with you today, but we are in New Mexico. We just had a great time with the wedding and some family time. Now we're here getting ready for the trip that's going to come down on Wednesday. Super excited to see all the Tree of Lifers come and partner with our sister church, Audible de Vida, for a great outreach. We have two dentists going on. We're going to do ministry in the Colonias, uh, ministry at the church, and then Heaven's Gates, Hell's Flames Crusade. Uh, Really excited about all the lives that are going to be touched and changed through all the outreaches here. We appreciate your prayers. So this morning, with you here in service, you are in for a very special treat. You know, almost 37 years ago, Tree of Life was founded as my family relocated here and launched the church. My mom and dad drug us kids down here kicking and screaming and were faithful to God's call. And who knew 37 years later that this church would be a tree of life to lost and hurting world. I appreciate their dedication. I'm thankful for my mom that loves God and knows how to operate in faith pray and preach the word of God. So this morning, she's going to bring a word for you guys. And so you're in for a real treat. We love to miss you. Can't wait to see you. Show some love to my mom as she comes to bring the word. God bless you guys. Love you, mom. Have a great time. I'm blessed. Amen. To have my kids. And I'm so blessed to have this opportunity to share with you. And, uh, but before I get started, you know, I have a, one thing I want to encourage everybody to do. For years, I have journaled, and I think when I go to heaven, I'm going to take all my journals with me, because uh, nobody would ever be able to understand it. But anyway, I picked this one up. I just thought it was great. It just says, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. And so I would just like to see somebody who, yes, ma'am, it's yours. You see her over there, she's in the choir, and a name escapes me right now. Yes. That is the way you've got to be. Did you, did you know where I was going with that? You should have just put your hand up. I mean, if I'd had a $100 bill up here, that might have been, oh, see, now. <laughs> too, too late, I don't have one, so. Anyway, I'm really glad to be here and getting to share the word. And... Uh, you know, we were just in Mexico. Our, uh, one of our granddaughters um, was married, and she had a beautiful ceremony. And then, uh, so I did the wedding, and then I came back and uh, did the funeral, uh, a funeral yesterday, and I get to preach today. So I have had a wonderful week in the Word. I've just been so blessed. And so, um, you know, when we were in Mexico, we just had the greatest time. And, uh, you know, years ago, I went to, I attended the University of Mexico in San Antonio. And, uh, you know, everything was in Spanish. They didn't speak any English. Uh, you didn't even get your homework in uh, English. You had to do it in Spanish. So half the time I turned it in wrong because nobody would talk to me. And, um, but I made it through. And so I did eventually practice enough that I could go to Mexico and preach just a little sermon, very simple, uh, in Spanish. And, but then since then, you know, I just kind of lost it. And I, uh, you know, I just don't use it that much. But um, when we were in Mexico... Uh, you know, I thought, well, I'm just going to try it, you know, but I, I couldn't really communicate. So this was kind of how I was speaking in Spanish. Like, you know, I wanted a bottle of water, so I'm just like going. 
don't you do that? You just use hand signals to try to communicate. And, uh, or because uh, you can't speak Spanish, if you're not using hand signals, this is what I notice a lot of people do. Give me some water. <laughs> They're not deaf. They just can't understand your... But, you know, we just get louder and louder and louder. They can't, you know, understand what we're saying. So, fortunately, my granddaughter, Callie, and another granddaughter were there and watched over me and, and uh, you know, kept saying, Grandma, what is it you want? Tell us. Don't embarrass us. Tell us. <laughs> I'm going... <laughs> and they're like, stop it. And so, um, and my husband, he uh, is an ER doc. And so he has a little bit of Spanish, just a little bit of Spanish. But I don't know if you've ever been around anybody that can speak a little bit of Spanish. They say their little bit of Spanish real fast, but it's not right. And then they go, Brr, and you're like, huh? Anyway, so he works in the ER. And so this a little older lady came in and, and uh, she's sitting on the examination table and, and he's got his thumbs up here like this. And uh, he says, Gripa, Gripa. And she's looking at him and he says, Gripa, Gripa. And she's looking at him and he says, Gripa, Gripa. And she's, all of a sudden she screams, ah! And he jumped back, he was so scared. She just kept screaming, ah! And he turned to her daughter and said, what did I say? And she said, you told her to scream. <laughs> he said, no, I told her to grip my thumbs. <laughs> and isn't it funny how we try to speak a language that we don't know? I mean, we all do that. You know, I, I try to do that just to do that, but... You know, I, today I want to speak about the language of the Spirit. Yes, let's just thank the Holy Spirit. And maybe you're like me in my Spanish class. Maybe you took some foreign language in school and, uh, you know, you haven't spoken it since. And so you've forgotten about it. You've forgotten you know how to do that. And, and uh, sometimes I think in, in the Holy Spirit, sometimes we forget about praying in the Spirit. And it kind of came to me a few weeks ago when we had a, a minister here and he was talking about being filled with the Holy Ghost. And he talked about praying in your heavenly prayer language. And, uh, you know, I saw so many people come down to the front to get filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, the whole altar was full. But I know if you're like me, I need further teaching because I, you know, I know I was supposed to be filled with the Holy Spirit, but then what do I do next? I was so thankful years ago when I was younger that there was a lady that came along and, and she saw that I was trying, but you know, didn't exactly know what I was doing. And so she came over and she would stand with me in services and, and in our prayer group, she would come and she would sit by me and uh, she would help me. And so I want to encourage you that maybe you're filled with the Holy Spirit and maybe those around you aren't, but just stand with them and pray with them and encourage them. We've got to help each other. We have got to help each other. That's part of belonging to the body of Christ. And so, you know, pray with them until they become more fluent because you, sometimes we just don't understand all that's happening. And yet the Holy Spirit is a language that we've been given. 
And so I want you to open your Bibles this morning to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Before we start in the Word, I'm going to pray. Acts chapter 2. Father, we thank you for the Word of God this morning. I thank you that your Holy Spirit is our teacher, that you open our eyes, open our ears, help us to hear what the Spirit is saying to our heart, what you have for us, what you want for us, because you want all things good for us, and the Holy Spirit is a good gift. Your word says that you have given us a good gift because you're our Father. And so I thank you, Lord God, that this will help us to understand all we've been given in the gift of the Holy Spirit. Everybody that agreed with this prayer in Jesus' name said, amen. Amen. So here in Acts chapter two, you know, Jesus has gone on to heaven. He said, I'm gonna send the Holy Spirit and it'll be better for you if I go away. I'm gonna send you another comforter, just one like I am, because he couldn't be with everybody all at the same time. So he sent the Holy Spirit. So in the first part of the book of Acts, we see the Holy Spirit was poured out on all of the people. And uh, and so here in Acts chapter two, let's look in verse uh, Peter. Let's look in verse 14. No, let's go up a little bit. Uh, Verse 12, and they were beside themselves with amazement and were puzzled and bewildered, saying to one another, what can this mean? That was after the Holy Spirit was poured out and everybody was speaking in different languages. What can this mean? But others made a joke of it and derisively said, they're simply drunk and full of intoxicating wine. Verse 14, but Peter, standing with the 11, raised a voice and addressed them. Jews, residents of Jerusalem, let this be explained to you so that you know and understand. Listen closely to what I have to say. Verse 15, these men are not drunk, as you imagine, for it's only the third hour, about nine o'clock in the morning. But instead, this is the beginning of that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Now, Peter is referencing an Old Testament prophecy in the book of Joel, and now it's coming to pass. It's coming to pass. And he says, this is that that was spoken of. Verse 17, it shall come to pass in the last days, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all mankind, your sons, your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. You know what he's saying? I'm going to interpret this verse for you just a little bit in my interpretation. God is saying here, Peter is saying here, you're you're gonna prophesy when the Spirit comes on you, you're gonna have visions, you're gonna have dreams. When we think of the Holy Spirit coming on us, we think of all the things that's listed over there in 1 Corinthians chapters 12, 13, and 14 where it talks about uh, the gift of miracles, the gift of healings, uh, you know, the gift of uh, love, all these things is listed there. But this is something that the Holy Spirit specifically came to do to pour out His Spirit upon us for God to show us things that we could not see. Your sons, your daughters shall prophesy, have dreams. Your older people, <laughs> I include myself, shall have dreams and shall have visions. And it, it, what does that mean? It's that we will see things that we could not see before. We will see like God sees. We will see how God wants us to see. 
You know, I have found, you know, I've been here for forever. And, uh, you know, I, uh, it's, it's been a wonderful journey. And sometimes in that journey, I have to admit that sometimes, you know, I just get like, uh, maybe a little tired, or sometimes I would get discouraged, or, or you know, I just look around, and, and I remember telling my husband, uh, I said, well, you know, you said there were going to be a lot of people here, and there's six of us, and, uh, you know, and he said, oh, no, there's not six of us here, and I'm going, one, two, three, four, five, six, that was five of us and one visitor, <laughs> And he would say, no, no, this room is full. This room is full. And I'm like, no, no, it's not. Uh, No, no, it's not. And he'd say, it is. This room is full. All these chairs are full. People are standing around the walls wanting to hear the word of God. And I just like look at him like he was nuts. And he'd say, Karen, see by the spirit. See what God is doing. See what God wants us to see. And I have found that so many of us are living in our reality. You know, our reality was there was six people there, but that's not God's reality. God's reality is so much bigger. It says in Ephesians that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. His reality is so much bigger. But we have to see by the Spirit. You know, if... If we're just seeing what we see with these natural eyes, I mean, then we're really not seeing what God has for us because he's given us the Holy Spirit. I mean, we need to see people like God sees people. We don't need to say, well, they're just an old broken down bum or whatever you'd call them. No, they are a child of God, full of the Holy Spirit. God has a plan for their life. God is making a way for them. God has delivered them. They are set free. They are not alone. They are on top. They are the head and not beneath. We need to speak like God speaks. We need to see like God speaks. Not our reality, but God's reality. See what the Spirit has to say. And so, you know, when you get the Holy Spirit on the inside, the Word says that that he has given us this wonderful, wonderful gift. Now let's turn over in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Chapter 14. Now let's look at this because we need just uh, some teaching about going a step further, whoops, in the Holy Spirit. It's okay, I didn't need him anyway. <laughs> Sorry, have no clue where I am in the, the papers. Um, here we are over in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Now, when we receive the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you know, sometimes people don't want to mention it again. But I want to tell you that this church was founded on praying in the Holy Spirit. We are a church that believes in the Holy Spirit. We believe in the gifts of the Spirit. We believe in praying in the Spirit. We believe in speaking good. We believe in speaking what God says. But if you don't know what God says, then you have to get in the Word of God. You know, everything in life is a choice. Seriously. You know, if you want to know how to write the story of your life, it's by the choices that you make. And so, you know, I was thinking about, you know, the the, uh, choices that we made when we came down here. You know, you, I didn't want to make all those choices, but thankfully, 
you know, Don did. I, w I wanted to say that, you know, I was full of faith and full of the Spirit, but I really wasn't because I just kept seeing things that were going wrong and things weren't happening. And listen, if, if God can only think as big as my mind is, we are in trouble. If God is only as big as your mind, we're in trouble. And so Don had this vision. He said, no, I know what God has told me to do. And he'd say, just pray about it. And I'd say, pray about what? <laughs> what do I pray about? And he'd say, just pray in the spirit. Just pray in the spirit. God will show you. First Corinthians chapter 14. The first verse there says, pursue love. But let's look at the second verse. It says, for one who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands or catches his meaning. Because in the Holy Spirit, he utters secret truths and hidden things not obvious to the understanding. Now, if you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, it sounds, and you're praying in the Holy Spirit, maybe in your mind, you think this sounds crazy. But listen, you're not speaking to yourself. You are speaking to God. It's the language of the Spirit. The language of the Spirit. Your Spirit talking to God and God talking to you. And so he says, you're not going to understand it. However, God is saying truths and hidden things. What did we say in uh, Acts chapter 2 and the, the, the prophecy of Joel that you're going to see things, you're going to have dreams, you're going to have visions. I honestly have found that a lot of people have lost their dream. A lot of people have lost their vision. A lot of people have lost their joy. A lot of people have just become tired. And I want to tell you that the Word of God says that when you pray in the Holy Spirit, it is the refreshing that causes the weary to rest. Praying in the Holy Spirit, causing you to rest. It also builds up your faith. It says in Jude, praying in the Holy Spirit, building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keeping yourselves in the love of God. If you're having trouble walking in love, which sometimes we do, then pray in the Spirit. Allow the Spirit of God to have more room inside your heart. And so he says here, we're speaking to God. Now go on over in uh, chapter 15. Oh, let's look at 14. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me prays, but my mind is unproductive. It bears no fruit and helps nobody. He's talking about it in an assembly. Verse 15. Then what am I to do? What am I to do? I will pray with my spirit by the spirit that was in me. I will pray also intelligently with my mind and understanding. I will sing with my spirit by the Holy Spirit that is within me. But I will sing with my mind and understanding also. Look at verse 15. He says, I will pray with the Spirit. I will. I will. Some people think that God, if God wanted you to pray in the Spirit, He's just going to come on you and take your tongue and wiggle it all around uh, and make you speak in the Spirit. No, that's not how that works. He's a gentleman. He doesn't do that. What did Paul say? What Right here. He said, I will. It's your will. It's your will. 
It's your will. So that means that you cannot, if you don't want to, you don't have to. Paul said, I will pray in the spirit. I will pray with my understanding. He says, I will pray about those things I know about and what to pray about. But there are some things that I don't know how to pray about. I will pray in the spirit. I will pray with my understanding. There's two separate distinct things here. I will pray with my understanding. I will pray in the spirit. And we just learned in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2, that we're not always going to understand that. And I want to tell you this, that there have been times in my life when I didn't know how to pray. I couldn't think of the words. I couldn't think. But my spirit on the inside, just with groanings, which could not be uttered in articulate speech, would just pour out my heart before God. And it says that in Romans chapter 8. It says praying in the spirit with words that cannot be expressed, but praying, praying. Now, how many of you have been in situations, you don't have to raise your hand, who you, how you didn't know how to pray. You didn't know what to pray for. You didn't know what to do. You didn't know how to get through that situation. You didn't know how to come out of that depression. You didn't know how to come out of that situation that you were looking at with your eyes. But the word of God says the Holy Spirit's been given to us so that we can see visions and dreams. We can prophesy. We can speak the word of God. Yes, those kids may be running amok, but the word of God says that the righteous shall be mighty upon the earth. Yes, they're doing this, but the word of God says that every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. It's the language of the spirit. Speaking, seeing, seeing the things we see in the spirit. You know, when Joshua saw Jericho, the Lord said, see, I have given you this city. But those walls were still around Jericho. Those walls were still high and there was no way around them. But the language of the spirit says, see, I have given you this city. I have given. That's the language of the spirit. God has given us the Holy Spirit, not just to be a hitchhiker through life, but so we can speak his language, so we can be obedient to his prompting. I remember when, when years ago, when Don would say, well, the Lord has told us to do this. And in my mind, I'd think that's the craziest thing I ever heard. Now, how are you going to do that? And he'd say, just start praying, just start praying. And I just start praying and I just start praying. And sometimes we'd pray about things for a month. Sometimes we'd pray about things for a year, but we'd just keep praying. He'd say, let's go, let's pray. Let's take time to pray. I want to say this. I pray for all of the young people in here, through your life, your cell phone, your, your, you don't need Facebook, you need FaceTime. You need FaceTime with God. We don't need the chat and snap and all that. We need time with God, amen. And young people, I don't know what the world, the future always holds for you, but I know this, the Holy Spirit does and he is your connection to divine life, divine power. And some people think, well, I can figure it out. I can figure it out. Listen, you'll find yourself in a place where you cannot figure it out and you need the help of the Holy Spirit and you need to have a vision. I, have, I know people that don't have a vision the word of God says in Hebrews chapter 11, it says that, that now faith is the substance of things hoped for. I mean, what is your hope? 
what hope do you have? Some people have given up. I have no vision. I'm just going along. I'm just, you know, wherever the wind blows, case I raw, sirrah. No, I'm telling you, when you pray in the Holy Spirit, that empowers your vision. You, you get a vision from God and you think, how am I going to do this? Pray in the Holy Ghost because you don't have to do it. It's God will do it. God will work on your behalf. God will work in that relationship. God will work in your body. But speak the language of the Spirit. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Now, you know, I thought, uh, many times I thought, you know what, I just, I just don't understand all this. But as I would pray, I would get a peace. So when you pray in the Holy Spirit, it doesn't mean you're going to understand all things. It doesn't mean that but you will get a peace that passes all understanding. And the word says that God leads us forth with peace. So you see, we get peace, we get courage, we get understanding, vision when we pray in the spirit. I mean, in the natural, when I think about it, you know, as I'm gonna be 72 this year, I think, Lord, just empower me, strengthen me to be able to do this, to do that. And when I don't have it, I just say, what? I just say, Lord, help me. I'm going to pray in the Spirit. I'm going to pray in the Spirit. Do I always know what about? No, but God does. And I think about Paul. Think about the revelation that Paul had. Paul wrote like two-thirds of the New Testament. He was even taken up into heaven. He saw everything that was happening in the throne room. And here in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 18, Paul says this, I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all. Now, if that was good enough for Paul, I think it's good enough for us. Amen? If Paul did it, we should do it. When we see things in the Word of God and we think, how, how did he get that revelation? How did he so know, know so much about God? You know, Paul, he didn't have an easy life. He had some trouble in his life. You know, he was shipwrecked. He was left for dead. He was stoned. He was, Not that kind of stoned. He was uh, stoned really stone. You know, those stones that they throw at you that probably hurt. Sorry. A little off track. <laughs> okay. Paul, he was uh, shipwrecked. He had stripes, 39 stripes, five times. But he kept coming back. He kept coming back. He kept his joy in the Lord. How did he do that? Because right here it says, I spoke in tongues more than you all. It causes you, he causes you to endure in your situation. And so sometimes we just have to take a step of faith. We just have to open our mouth and let him fill it. And you're not always going to understand what you're saying. But remember, it's not in your mind. It's coming from your spirit. I was so thankful that this lady, when she saw me, not understanding everything that was happening at that time, she came over and she stood with me. And every Sunday when I would come to church, she would come and, and she would stand by me and she would ask me, how are you doing? And she would say, I'm going to pray with you. And she would just take off and start praying. And I would just be standing there. And I thought, I hope someday I can pray like that. But she helped me. She mentored me. There are many of us in here who are filled with the Holy Spirit and pray in the Holy Spirit. And we could reach around and we could stand beside someone. We could help them. We could give them a sense of security. We could pray with them until they feel confident on their own. So the Lord said in Acts chapter 2, he said, 
through the prophet Joel in the last days. I believe these are the last days. Honestly, things are so complex now. How can man figure all this out? We cannot. We need God. And so he said, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon you. You shall have dreams. You shall have visions. He's saying, you're going to see the way that I see things. So when we think about receiving the Holy Spirit, we think about all the power gifts and all those kinds of things. Let's don't forget this one, that he poured out his spirit so we could see as he sees. That we could not just look at our own reality because you know what? It's subject to change. It's subject to the word of God. The word of God says in Psalms 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all my sins and heals me from all my diseases, who crowns me with loving kindness. I mean, if you get in the word, you begin to see how God sees. When you pray in the spirit, you're speaking the language of the spirit. And so I thought about, you know, what were like maybe four things that when we came here that were in, in our heart or how, I don't know, how did we end up here? We had a vision. We prayed in the Holy Spirit. We walked in love. And we stayed in the word of God. Those are the only things I could think of. It was not like miracles. It was not like we were anybody special. We weren't. We're just two people trying to follow God because our life before was such a wreck. We just knew with God it'd be better wherever he led. So I'm thankful for the gift of the Holy Spirit, the language of the Spirit. So maybe some of you have forgotten, maybe some of you haven't ever experienced that, but you can. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.